There has been an awakening, and we have felt it. You're traveling the Jullin Wastes with Mark and Dan, a podcast exploring the issues, ideas, and the imagination from the legendary Star Wars tales through the new expanded universe and beyond. Co-host Dan. Hey! And you are traveling the Junlin Waste again. However, this time we're traveling the Junlin Waste inside of inside Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. This is an unusual podcast we're gonna have here tonight. This is uh, the Springsteen cast. The Bruce Springsteen cast, yeah. We are here waiting for Bruce Springsteen to take the stage here. Uh, but I thought this might be a good idea to do a podcast, and, and Dan may ask why. Do you ask why, Dan? I was about to say, what, is, what does this have to do with Star Wars? Okay, what this has to do with Star Wars is this. We're sitting sound here. Check. There's a good sound check going here. Well, we're noticed the seats that we bought tonight, okay? This is like unprecedented I've seen in any Springsteen concert that he offered, I won't tell the price, but just a much more affordable tickets than, than the usual tickets. And a couple sections in the stadium here where we were able to come here and didn't have to, to, to like, you know, break the bank to, to, to do this. I'm wondering if this should be something that the Star Wars community should take, uh, should take uh, hold of. We talk about things like Star Wars Celebration. We're going. We're, we're trying to go to Rhode Island Comic Con. The expense that it costs to just have that that ten or fifteen minute opportunity, 15 minute, 10, 15 second opportunity with people like Mark Hamill or Carrie Fisher, you're spending more than you're spending what we spent tonight per seat for this for this concert. It's for Springsteen. Yeah. Now, not to say that Springsteen isn't 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 certainly charging the usual amounts that he's that he's been getting. And, and look, if he could do it. That's that's all the power to him. But the fact is, you have people like me and Dan in who love the love the music, but we're just not at a point in life where we're going to be spending such incredible amounts that that he's asking. So the fact that we're able to get these twenty five dollars tickets, I'm wondering if they should do something like that inside the uh, inside like a Comic Con or a Star Wars celebration to say like, okay, look, you're paying your ticket to come in for admission. Maybe offer one of the big people who are there say one autograph one autograph to you or one photo op for free like everything it. else you have that's to that's a pay. great idea but I'm wondering do, yeah, maybe you can make an ask, ask you like, what, why do you think do you think this is just something that's not going to stop or do you think that this is just how comic conventions and, and, and celebrations this is well, just par for the course now what's, what's interesting is fan, that it's a Star different fandom. it's a different thing I mean look I mean it's a different kind of economic level I mean you have Springsteen is well established. He, you know, if he doesn't sell out this this gigantic stadium, he'll come pretty close. Uh, he actually his tour is the highest paying tour, the highest grossing tour of any concert tour this year. No doubt. Literally, no. Doubt. no that's no the numbers doubt. are yeah. there. So he's doing fine. So he figures I'll do something nice and I'll give people some nice, uh, you know tickets they can afford, which is very much like him in his character, yep, to yep. do something nice when he can. Um, now, it's a, Comic-Con is a, it's a much, the truth is it's not even close, as close to on a, you know. Well, it's, in some sense, yeah. I can understand it's comparing apples and Volkswagens in a right. sense. It's, I mean, it's a different type of... Uh, but the idea is good, because what you're saying is that, look, if, you know, 
they ought to make a certain a certain type of ticket. Maybe they ought to make a little cheaper. The truth is, I'm not sure exactly even how it works. Who's getting the money? This brings up a great question. Do the artists get the money? We know they don't because they pay to be there. So who is actually making the money? You're saying like somebody like a Mark Hamill is not getting paid? No. Are well, you no, the big guys might be getting paid. But the artists, they're not getting paid. They have oh, to, they pay they for their to, table. The vast the majority of people yeah, who come yeah. to a Comic-Con have to pay. Okay, and now, then they're charging 40 or whatever. They're charging a yeah. ticket. These thousands of people come. Now look, That's I, a lot of money. You're right. Who you're gets right. that money? I could understand. The artists, the artists should, get, should definitely look. They Neil should get a Adam, cut. They should get a yeah. cut. Period. And I think that would help. And yes. that would help curb the expense to us. Look, I love, I love Neil Adams. I love Neil Adams. I would love. Or to Rob get, Taylor. Or Rob Taylor. Even that. Yeah. He's, he's great. He's a working guys. artist, and I can understand that. Yeah. Look, I'd like some of the proceeds to go to them. That would be great. That'd be great. And maybe the offset would be able to come to us, so that we're not only spending thirty, forty dollars a pop on a print. Not to yeah. say that the prints that we get aren't good, but they are really, I mean, it's, it's something when you right. go there, well, by the end of the, what's my usual point? I usually say at the end of the convention, right. am let's I assess un- the damage. Right, am I under 200? Am I under 200? It's a good thing the uh, spouses don't listen to the podcast sometimes. <laughs> but uh, um, but it's, it, I, I think it's just that concept of saying that, you know, as much as we love Springsteen, and as much as we love Star Wars, which I think are two of our biggest passions, it's, it's, there's got to be something that can said for the person who, look, both of us have families. Both of us have to, like, you know, pay the bills. Both of us are able to have to do this. But we, but they're asking us not to give up on on, on, on the experiences. I mean, look, sometimes we go to those those conventions and they, they don't turn out to be what we expect them to be. There was one that we went to a year or two ago that was really Bad. unpleasant. Yeah. And it was, it was not, it was not, and was I don't fun, think yeah. we got a bit of our money out of that. Nope. Um, but it's just something I, th- I, I was thinking of as, as I was coming to this concert. Like, perhaps if there was like an inkling of something that they could say, now look, maybe that they, there are things that certainly that, that have been done for conventions that that give the fan the opportunity to, to be able to stretch the dial a little bit more to, or to increase their experience a little bit more. But uh, nothing to, to the effect where I can sit here and say, look, Bruce Springsteen, I'm sitting here at a Bruce Springsteen concert for a very, very minimal amount of my seats, and we're going to get probably four-plus hours of entertainment, and he is not going to stop. Yeah. And, um, this, by, incidentally, this yeah. is the last concert of the, of the River Tour with right. the East Street Band. This is the last concert of the tour, right? Yeah. Now. I think he's going yeah. ahead and he, he, he takes the break till through the holidays and he's off to Australia. Oh, I think cool, in really? January. I think oh, that's where he's nice. headed to. But uh, oh. this, yeah, this is, I think, one of the last, the last, the last, the last US American, stops. Yeah, yeah, last North American. Um, but we, I just, I just want to, yeah. yeah. No, it's actually the two is we're way up in the nosebleeds, but it's actually pretty good. We can see pretty good, actually, to be honest. And I'm seeing here in our sections, we're talking about, look, the people are sitting with us. I see families. I see couples. I see. I see younger kids. I see older people. I mean, I feel like with. The, I understand why everybody bought. Look, people are able to sit here. They can have their. They, they bought some concessions. We bought ourselves some some drinks. Some adult and I, beverages. Yeah, and I, and I don't think we would have done that if we were sitting down there in the field at all. Right. But uh, it was just something that I thought of as in the last day or so. And I know we haven't posted the podcast recently, but I thought this would be a nice a nice. Uh, I would say like a mini podcast. To, to, to do here tonight. Um, that's all I really wanted to, uh, to chat about tonight. We still have a lot to talk about. We have our September uh, podcast, which will be coming up. A lot to discuss. John Williams, we heard, is going to be doing the music for, for episode eight. Uh, One quick bit of news about yeah. that. John Williams said he saw episode eight, and he still doesn't know who Ray's parents are. He also said he was so taken with Ray's character development 
and who, and, and who that character is, that he couldn't handle another person doing the score for her. That's amazing. Isn't that awesome? The funny thing is, he's also at the same time, he's going to be at, he's, he's scheduled to do Indiana Jones as well too, the next uh, soundtrack for that as well too. So it's nice to see that we're going to be getting two more soundtracks out of uh, out of this. So. God, will, God willing, I'll live even longer. He's, I hope a, he's so. a very fine person and a wonderful composer. I hope so. I hope yeah, so. anyway. But we have all, we'll discuss that all in our next podcast. Maybe in the coffee cast we'll be talking about. Maybe we'll have a nice little uh, post, uh, post discussion about the Springsteen concert as well too. Just in case, I know we know some of some of our fans are also fans of Springsteen. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Let us know if you if you are actually here in the stadium. Email us at jumblinglacepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you've been at this concert or a Springsteen concert. If there was another Springsteen concert where he had who's offering uh, those affordable tickets. I'd love to, we'd love to hear from him. So uh, that's it for now. We're going to get ourselves uh, ready for the Springsteen experience here. It's full of us here at the podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling the Jumblin' Waste. This is Mark. With me is my co-host Dan. Hey. And today is uh, a holiday for Dan and I. It's the holiday of Rhode Island Comic Con, our yearly trek to the Providence, to Providence, Rhode Island, to the convention center there, to the, to the Dunkin' Donuts Center, to uh, do our usual: go around, meet some artists, meet some uh, some some nice actors and actresses, and be able to have a fun time at the convention and being able to do some on-the-fly podcasting as well. Uh, we are just sitting outside a really beautiful. It's a beautiful day here in, in Providence, Rhode Island. We got the gorgeous sun on us, bright blue sky. It's not too cold, and. Uh, uh, we're outside a really fantastic bakery here. Um, not a, it's in Pawtucket. It's in Pawtucket, and we're having our coffee and our muffin. We just had a fantastic breakfast, and I think Dan had you got you got a fantastic brownie, right? Brownie was excellent. The only thing would have made it better. I can't stand there, but it okay. was, <laughs> but in Massachusetts, it's, in Massachusetts okay, it might be coming in the future. <laughs> well, we're just finishing up our coffee here. Yeah, it's called Wildflower, by the way. Oh yeah, Wildflower, Wildflower vegan, vegan bakery and juice bar. Yeah, check it. Fucking Rhode Island. It's really it's a wonderful, wonderful awesome uh, place, yeah. bakery. Actually, let them know that you that you heard about us on on the Travel the Gentleman's podcast. Yeah, if you come in, yeah, let them know that we we really enjoyed their breakfast here that we had. But yeah, um, yeah we're getting ready. We uh, decided this year that we we're going to take a not 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 try to line up immediately at uh, 9.30 in the morning because uh, the line was going about six or seven blocks away from the convention center. So what we're doing right now is just sitting out here outside, like I said, in this nice little cafe area, listening to some groovy tunes and uh, (laughs) enjoying a nice little uh, breakfast brunch here. But uh, let's talk a little bit about... um, about this convention here and how it's going to how, how the, the, the Star Wars connections. Obviously, that's what we're that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, um, always. Like I, I, you mentioned in, in an earlier pro- podcast this past week, we we were talking about um, uh, this fantastic vintage preview media scene uh, magazine I had got. The the cover was uh, done by artist Jim Stranko, who we're going to be uh, hopefully running into today at the at the convention. Hopefully, we have signed my piece. I would love to ask him a little bit about this piece because when you saw that, it was like. This Really nice it's retro pretty, look at yeah, it's like very you know, cool. the, yeah. the, the I mean, this is before Empire Strikes Back came out. So 
it was all brand new at the time. There was no internet at the time, so it was really uh, it, it, it it was such a nice piece of, of of the of the late '70s, early '80s to be able to uh, hopefully get signed by him. Yeah, and believe uh, it or not, that's actually how people used to get their information. That's what it was. It they, was all those, uh, uh, magazines and newspapers. Did, did you have a magazine yeah. back in those days that you ever uh, looked to, like like maybe like a Dynamite or a? Uh, um, one of those yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it. On okay. The air. <laughs> Don't forget, I was an adolescent at that. That's point. right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're children of the seventies and eighties here. Oh so, my uh, goodness! But uh, uh, we're also um, two actors. I'm hoping 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 to uh, actually three actors. I should say I'm hoping to meet one being uh, John Ratzenberger, who uh, we know famously as Cliff Clavin from Cheers, who was also the Rebel Deck officer. He was Major Major Bren Durlin in The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Actor Ray Hassett, who played Rebel Officer on Hoth in The Empire Strikes Back, Tigran Jamaro. Uh, as I said the last time, he was the Rebel Officer who told Han, he said, Your Tauntaun's gonna freeze before it reaches the first marker. And Harrison Ford, as Han Solo responds to him, then I will see you in hell. And that's <laughs> I, I'd like to ask him about that. How did you feel about being, being the guy who Han Solo said, You know, we're gonna see you in hell? But, um, as well as, this is very special for me as well too, voice actress, actress Shannon Farnan, who was the voice actress of, in the Super Friends of Wonder Woman. No way. And she was wow. around that time when Casey Kasem was also doing the voiceover, was doing the voice oh, wow. acting on, on Super Friends as, as Robin. Um, oh, famous wow. Danny Dark, who was uh, Superman as well too. So she was really around the time when oh, these, these, so cool. these classic voice actors wow. were around doing it. Oh. And Super Friends is classic. It's still, still watched today and put on DVD. And my kids even like watching well, it's it. Well, what's also interesting is that it's like she's she's at the kind of dawn of voice acting, which is huge now. Yeah, and voice acting is really coming to its own with video games mm-hmm. and all sorts of multi you know multimedia. And so it's in, it'd be interesting to ask her like, what does she think well, about those that? Well, those days of Hanna Barbera when they were starting all oh, their 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 animations. I mean, they were they were bringing in these the. I mean, you, <laughs> the reason why they're still evergreen today. A large part is those voice actors, yeah, those voice sure. actresses who did it. So I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing her and being able to hear the Wonder Woman, uh, you know, voice come 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 through as well too. Uh, cool. Speaking of Wonder Woman, the actress Gal Gadot will be there, which is she's only preparing today. But uh, I don't think we're going to uh, be meeting her. Um, it's it's a little pricey to, uh, to to get a ticket to, to meet her, but it's a. Uh, Maybe we'll see her from afar and be able to get a picture for the uh, for the podcast. Um, <laughs> artists, we want to talk about artists. We're going to be hopefully uh, running into. Um, we got Neil Adams and Mark McKenna. I said Jim Steranko is going to be there. Uh, Golden Age artist Alan Bellman, who has this fantastic Darth Vader, um, a retro Darth Vader print, which is so. It, it looks as if Darth Vader came out to fight Flash Gordon. It is a gorgeous. Oh, so gorgeous. Cool. I can't wait to see wow. this in person. Awesome. Um, and a whole lot of other artists are going to be there as well, too. So, uh, it, I, I hopefully we'll meet some of the guys from the 501st and, and Alderaan Base as well, too, while we're at the convention. Uh, is there anything, Dan, that you're looking forward to at the convention? Um, my one goal is to meet Alice Cooper and give him a Raybard card. Oh, that'd be fantastic. My new band, Raybard, R-A-I-B-A-R-D.com. Raybard. Raybard. Raybard, R-A-I-B-A-R-D.com. Do you have a... It's, uh, uh, it's a it, we've got a couple uh, YouTube videos up and a couple songs that are pre-mixes. And it's kind of like... Um, I don't know, or I don't even know how to describe it. It's some psychedelic rock, a little bit, but all original music. And um, 
very cool, very nicely recorded. You guys have a, a show coming I'm up? I'm singing and no, we're still right finishing now? up this album. So okay, and uh, getting ready to practice and go out. Well, on, we encourage on all the road list- there. We encourage all listeners out there to be able to uh, to, 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 to to check yeah, out, check uh, out. Uh, Dan's uh, Dan's new band here. Anyway, so I'm it excited. Fantastic, by the way. I've, oh, I've, I've thank listened you. to a bunch of times. Thanks, man. I really enjoy. It. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Speaking yeah. of speed of arts as well too. Yeah. Artist musician Rob Taylor is also going to be. Oh yeah, got to hang out art. with Rob. Yeah, I love Rob. He's I'm so thinking. Cool. I'm thinking. I might have to pull the trigger on his Jin Airso no. print that he made what? for Rogue One. We have to ask him about Rogue One as well too, because I think he's he's uh, uh, as excited as we are about uh, another month or so being able to to check that out at the at the theaters. So that's yeah. Uh, also, Alice, Alice and Cooper. Alice Cooper. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about seeing, and I'm just excited to be there. It'd be fun to hang out and have a day where we can just pretend we're kids again. So. That's, isn't, that, isn't that a great thing to do? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get on our way, hit the road, and get to the convention center. Yeah, and I forgot my lunch, so i got to go. <laughs> okay, we got to stay. we got to find Dan some lunch, and then yeah. we will uh, be on our way to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. And Dan with the Traveling Drum and Waste podcast, and we just came across JR here. JR? Yep. JR here from Cross Pens, one of the finest pens you will find in the universe. And I was, I was astounded and happily, happily shocked to see that Star Wars has entered into Cross Pens here. And you were telling me that you guys got the license pretty recently, right? Yes, we got the license around two years ago. We launched the line uh, just a couple months before Force Awakens. Uh-huh. And then we got Marvel um, a year ago, and we came up with our first set around uh, Civil War. Oh, wow. Now, is there going to be any uh, sort of pens that are going to be uh, tying into Rogue, into Rogue One in December? They're, they're working on new pens in the fall. They're probably going to have a Princess Leia. Boba Fett's going to be made. Really? Oh, nice. Chewbacca's getting worked on. Oh, All the classic cool. characters are going to have their pen, own pens, huh? Yes. That's and a more uh, price-friendly line. We're going to be on our Schaefer pens. We're going to be having a um, characters come out on that line as well. And that will be, you know, under $20. So. Under $20? Oh, that's about as good of a price as you can get for it. And I love cross pens. Since I, uh, I mean, <laughs> since, since, since my bar mitzvah, that was, the, uh, that was the present that you had to give. It was a nice cross pen. It's a wonderful gift to give. And you also have these wonderful journals as well. So I see one with C-3PO on here. You got R2-D2. Stormtroopers. Does the Dark Lord himself have a, have a journal? Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, we have one right here in the oh, set. Oh, there he is. sold by themselves as well. Wonderful. And where can we go if we want to order these pens? You can go to cross.com. And if you're also in the Rhode Island area, we have a store in Providence and one in Lincoln. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, this is definitely something that everybody should think of for holiday gifts here. A wonderful cross pen. Jared, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Have a good one.
is Mark and Dan with the Traveling Jungle Ways podcast. We're back here with our good friend Rob Taylor of Purified Art here at the Rhode Island Comic Con. It's great to see Rob again. Rob, welcome to Rhode Island again. Good to be here. It's always nice to be in Rhode Island. You know, we, a were, good time. we were we were just mentioning you, talking about how you have so much new art. You know, since the first time we met you back in, I think it was 2013 or maybe 2011, uh, you had your, 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 your set up in. I'm looking at this now, you fast forward, you got just a plethora of new stuff that's coming out here. I see you got your Doctor Strange, and you just mentioned to me, you know, you got uh, your, your Wonder Woman print signed by Gal Gadot. Is there any, any one of these prints here that is really sticking out to you as like a masterpiece that you really, uh, that you really love? Well, I like to think that um, my masterpiece is always going to be my latest piece, hopefully. Yes. Because I really try to, try to you know, keep up with the, um, the, the skill level, make it better every time, and just, um, you know, whether it's a minimal piece or whether it's uh, a piece that has a lot of detail, I always try to put that same care and love into, into each piece that I do. And uh, I'm really proud of my new stuff, and I have a lot of stuff that's, that's coming out and in the works that I'm pretty excited about, too. One thing I love is, I'm, is, my, is I think this Jen Erso on your Rogue One print. Absolutely beautiful. She looks stunningly beautiful. In Thank that, you. In, in I, I'm that especially proud of that one. Actually, I'll be working on a lot more Rogue, Rogue One stuff before the movie comes out. Well, let's let's talk about Rogue One real quickly yes. for a second. Oh, I mean, yeah. we're all excited about, about like the trailer. What, what yeah. are your thoughts as Rogue One? We're like, up to Rogue One here. I love it. I love everything about it. I can't wait for it. You know, it's inspiring for me as an artist because I have a lot to work with. Um, you know, I have a lot of new characters to go, and a lot of uh, some old characters that are thrown into the mix, and I just I. I can't get over the fact that uh, we're going to be seeing it in a month or so, and, and uh, I'll, I'll be there in the movie theater. Just, just I'll be the first in line. Okay, we're okay. the first, we're, first in line where we are too. Yeah, so. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not around you. I'd be fighting you guys for it. It may be. Hey, come sit down with us, man. We'll get some popcorn and some soda. Yeah. We'll sit down and we'll enjoy it together. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it's it's great to see that 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 hero fight is on fire. It is uh, so many gorgeous prints being coming out, as well as I, I have to mention as well too. When you see the glass, the metallic, actually, the, it's metallic. Yeah, right? those are uh, printed on a heavy gauge aluminum. Actually, it doesn't take much light, and those images just pop off the, the wall. It's like we could we could see this from all the way down the other side of the oh, uh, of the arena. We could see uh, there's Herophyte over there. It's kind of like so. my, my signature um, my signature style, I guess, is the lights and the easels and the metal. Um, I've been doing that since day one. Uh, the first show that I went to, it's kind of become my uh, my signature thing, where people sort of look for the lights. And, uh, and they see where I'm at, and the easels and the metal prints, and uh, they enjoy seeing that. I, I do have a turnover on the prints, so every time they see the booth, they're going to see something new, and uh, hopefully that have something to look at that they like. And just, and just to end our conversation here, I was I was showing uh, Dan here that that gorgeous print of Carrie Fisher that you did for about a year or so ago. And uh, Star Wars celebration, and, and, and yeah. if you take a look at it, it's signed three times by Carrie Fisher: one on the top panel, one on the middle panel, one on the lower panel. You want to tell our listeners like exactly the story behind that? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can start by telling you briefly um, I know you started telling about the print but it's actually a triptych print where it's uh, the, the very first piece is, is her from um, from Star Wars the original A New Hope and then uh, the if you can imagine uh, her with the hood in the on the top there and then the middle section is her from Empire and it shows like her snow gear and, and then the, the bottom is her Return of the Jedi Job the Hut Slave Girl uh, uh, panel there and um, she liked it so much that she started with the top panel she signed it and then uh, I thought that that was the end of the conversation and she'd uh, shoo me away and and then she's like, I like this. I'm going to sign it again. So then she signed the, <laughs> then she's on the middle panel. And then the, she starts signing again. Her handler steps in and says, Carrie, listen, you can't sign this the third time. And he only paid for one signature. And she says, listen, I'm Carrie Fisher. <laughs> 
I'll sign it however many times I want to. And she did. And she, she did. did, yeah. yeah. So and she okay. signed the third panel and she finished me off. And that would have been uh, a little bit uneasy if she only got the first two done because uh, the last one would be, uh, as a perfectionist, I'd be like Which trying to find her to get a new yeah. last one, you know, <laughs> at the next job. Well, it's a beautiful, but, uh, beautiful image of yeah, Carrie, thank Carrie you. Fisher there. Rob, it's always great to talk to you. Happy holidays to you. And we'll talk to you after Rogue Happy One. Happy holidays to you. And I can't, you. Uh, can't wait to see you guys again at the next one. I hope so, too. All right. Have a good one. Podcast. We're here with a legend, Mr. Alan Bellman here, artist extraordinaire, and uh, I am so pleased to be able to, you, you are one of the guests who I wanted to be able to be able to put on my podcast because I've admired your work for so long. Uh, the first print I, I, I think I ordered from you was your famous uh, Crystal Knopf print with Captain America on there, which is a great tribute to, uh, to, to, to the event, to remembering the event itself. But as a Star Wars podcast, I always wanted to get this beautiful retro Darth Vader. Did you? Can you tell me a little bit about when you drew this Darth Vader? What you were thinking about, or who was it for? Very well. I'll explain it very easily. My agent Stephen Freivogel dresses up as Darth Vader on all occasions. He's a very strong comic book fan. He comes to me crying one day and he says, oh, the, this character died. I said, Stephen, it's only a comic book. <laughs> well, you've made a wonderful, wonderful tribute to, 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 to that. Well, he, he, he's responsible for getting me into a lot of conventions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, he wanted me to draw Darth Vega for, for him, mm-hmm. which I did. Uh, this is a print of, of what I did for him. I love this print so much because it feels it's, it has that wonderful retro feel where you feel like Darth Vader's going to come out and fight Flash Gordon, it looks like. Here. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> it, it, it. the reason I added the super buildings and rocket ship it was because it added to the flavor of Star Wars. It does, yes. Or I would like to say this, if I may. You may, you may. Let us be one nation again. We have to blend and love each other. Can't be everybody's friend, but we could try. So I ask you in all sincerity, now that it's all over, let's make America great again, safe for our children, safe for a nation, and a country without borders is not a country. So again, let's make America great again. I thank you from my heart. 
Alan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's great to meet a wonderful artist like you, and I hope we have many more times that we can share together. Have you expanded of your mind to a prism, a prism? This is Mark, with me is my co-host Dan. Hey guys. And uh, we are here at the Rhode Island Comic Con 2016. Uh, this is the Traveling Joe Always podcast, as you know. And uh, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. We spent a good portion of the late morning and early afternoon walking around the con floor, uh, meeting some great great artists and some great people. And uh, general show reactions, Dan. What do you what do you feel about the show this year? Uh, I think it's it's a very nice show actually so far. It's it's a little crowded, but it seems well run. Um, the setup this year has was totally different than in yeah. previous cons. They 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 used this the Civic Center area to uh, to put more of their high profile uh, autograph guests, which I think freed up a lot of space in the, on the, on the yeah, floor. Definitely. And um, I will say that. I was happy to see that there was a good large artist presence here at, at, at the convention. Um, it's always great to see the, uh, the, the, the media guests, but I, I, I like to see when the, uh, the artists are, are put on spotlight for, for yeah. the, the contributions. Yeah, the artists had a really nice kind of central... We had we, we met a bunch of artists today. Uh, first, let's uh, we go through our, our mind of, of who we met today. Uh, first off, uh, we met uh, 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 again with Rob Taylor from Hero Fight Art. Yeah, that was so fun Always to a great time to, 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 to talk with Rob. Uh, I had purchased from him his uh, beautiful Jin Airso Rogue One print, which is just getting me ready for next month when uh, we go see Rogue One. We'll be lining up for that. Rob said we might. <laughs> He'll be the first one in line, and I think uh, Dan and I might be too. Um, in addition to that, we met uh, as well uh, Marvel artists who had like uh, contributions to the Star Wars universe. Bob Wychick, who uh, had an autograph, two of these beautiful classic Marvel covers. One for Indian, the, uh, the Further Adventures of Indiana Jones, and one for uh, his star, for the uh, original Star Wars. In addition, we got to meet the great Jim Steranko, who was a trip to meet. He was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, really interesting. He did dude. sign my cover that I wanted to, and uh, part of me is thinking I might actually go back for that Indiana Jones. Really? I think I might. Do. I think you have I, to. I think I might. I haven't. I haven't. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for this few minutes here, sitting down, getting a break, will uh, give me some clarity of what I should do. Uh, artist Mark McKenna, who did this fantastic. We'll post this also on on, on the blog as well too. Beautiful sketch card of Mara Jade. Yeah, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? I, I have to send a copy to uh, Shannon, Shannon McMendel. That would be wonderful to see. I, I, I just took it out, and Mark did this beautiful sketch of her, which is complementing my Bass LaShawn sketch card that he did a couple years ago for me. Mm. So you here see Mara with her lightsaber ablaze and her bright red hair swinging, and, 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 and she's got that... You know that 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 Mara Jade Skywalker look. She just looks absolutely beautiful. Just a great job by by Mark McKenna on that. Um, addition, we got to meet legendary artist, legendary artist, golden age artist, uh, Alan Bellman, who is uh, certainly you know he, 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 he's such a, a, a 
fun soul to talk to. He is certainly not shy with his opinions, and he is absolutely just a pleasure to be able to speak to. And was more than happy to come on our on our podcast to, to, to chat with us a little bit about his uh, his retro Darth Vader uh, that he did for me, which uh, is, is just another. I mentioned to him, you'll hear it in, the, or if you already heard it, you heard it in the, uh, in the interview we had. It almost looks like Darth Vader's coming out to fight either, like, you know, Flash Gordon or maybe Buck Rogers. Um, so it was great to, to be able to see him. Um, Joe Orsak, got from Joe Orsak, these two gorgeous prints, one of Darth Vader and one of Ray. Beautiful, beautiful paper. And uh, as well, too, we were trying to find uh, artist Tom Palmer. Weren't successful with that, but maybe he's hanging around somewhere. And uh, to mention some of the media guests who we met, uh, Shannon, Sh- Shannon Farnan, who was the, vo- the original voice for Wonder Woman in the Super Friends uh, animated series. Just a lovely, lovely woman to speak to. I was so happy to be able to speak with her and uh, got a wonderful, wonderful autograph from her as well, too. It's generally been a wonderful time here at the, at, at the con. Great, yeah. I, 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 I Very well done. A lot of people, but I think, I, I think they managed to, you know, to, 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 to free up a lot of space. Um, they, like I said, they, they put the, uh, the high-profile media guests in the Civic Center area. And uh, it's, been, it's been busy, but you've been able to get around the hall without too much, too much problem here today. Yeah, no, it's very, uh, very well done. You, Dan, had wanted to, uh, we saw from afar, we were talking about meeting uh, the ever-famous and infamous Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah, I just in the end, I couldn't do it. Just I, gonna I pull just the trigger like, out of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I don't know, the day's not quite over yet, but probably... Uh, Probably not we could certainly take a walk around again and see if uh, Alice is there, and uh, he's still there. Yeah. If he's still there, see what happens. But uh, yeah, generally I've had I've had a fun, fun time here at the at, at, at the Comic Con. We still got a couple a couple hours before they kick us all out of here. Uh, but it's been a it's been a good time. Um, any other thoughts that you had, Dan, about uh, about the Comic Con itself? No, it was. Uh, I I feel like the way that they structured it this year was better. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. it even though there were, you know, considering there were so many people, there were very few traffic jams. True. That was true. We, yeah. uh, we were one of the lucky well ones done, who actually yeah. found a good parking spot, too, I think. So, yeah, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. We did pretty good with that. Definitely. Just talk a little bit, get back to, like, you know, we're now almost like a month away from uh, Rogue One. Um, the funny thing was is that, is that we're... I feel like we always come to Comic-Con here, and it's always, like, building up to something. We're building up to something. Well, uh, that last year, it was uh, it was of the Force Awakens. This year, we're leading up to Rogue One. I'm really pumped for this now. I was like, as I'm thinking about that, that Rob Taylor print that I got from him, of Jyn Erso, and him talking about how he's going to come out with other prints for Rogue One. Uh, it's just got to be really excited to see where are they going to be taking this, uh, this, this, this film and where it's going to go. Are you still feeling the same way about uh, Rogue One and how well? Uh... Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, 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 it looks amazing. I really, you know, I said on our podcast, I'm, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, how it differs and is also similar to, to Star Wars canon. Yeah, you know, that we know already. And what they do with the cinematography, it looked beautiful. I mean, it looks like a beautiful movie. You know what I wanted to bring shot, up, you know. interestingly enough, now that you mentioned about this, is that one of the things I really wanted to do, yeah. me and you are both fans of that, of those fantastic NPR radio dramas that came out. Yeah, um, sure. In The New Hope, 
radio drama. The first three or four episodes really give you a backstory prior to seeing the, the Tantive Four come out of hyperspace with the Star Destroyer in back of it and attacking it. We find out in, I believe it's episode two, at the time, well, back in 1979 or 1980 when they were doing these radio dramas, they give a small backstory of how did Leia come into possession of the stolen, stolen Death Star players. Well, I would think it'd be fantastic if we could maybe parse through that someday. Maybe prior to Rogue One. Sounds good. We'll, we'll, we'll re-listen to that episode, see what we have so far. Like what? what now, granted. I'm wondering whether or not the radio dramas themselves, do you consider the radio dramas canonical in your opinion? It's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. If, I mean, is there anyone even to ask an opinion on that? You'd have to ask, like, there Pablo might... Hidalgo or something. Would he, that would be a good... How, did he take those into... Is he and his team taking those into consideration? I, I don't know the answer. Part of it, I think, there's some stuff there that could be considered canon. At the end of the time, if we know that in the episode where Han, you know... In the movie version, Han meets up with Jabba at the uh, Millennium Falcon in the uh, special editions. Right. In the radio drama, it's one of Jabba's agents coming to meet with, uh, uh, with, with Han. Yeah, to, to talks who has a similar conversation with him. Um, so obviously that's not canonical. Uh, but there's just something about that episode, that second episode with Princess Leia, which goes into talking about a backstory of her on Alderaan and talking to her father, who we know, or what she perceives as her father, you know, uh, Bail Organa. And it just gets me to thinking, you know, prior to that, we never get to see what Alderaan looks like. For obvious reasons, it's, been, it's destroyed in the first uh, in the first movie there. But do you think we're going to get to, as I was thinking about this, we hear about it in the radio drama, do you think we're going to see any of Alderaan in Rogue One? That's a great question. It would definitely, I think, enhance um, the story. And it would make Star Wars fans thrilled. The, I mean, the only vision of Alderaan we have is right before it gets destroyed and then in episode 3 there is the Revenge Clone of the Wars, Sith there is the Clone Wars episodes too with Ahsoka's on right, that's uh, true. Alderaan too yeah. but I mean it's certainly it's, it's I mean, an animated only, version as well yeah, too yeah the only but. real view we get is in uh, or CGI but yeah it says when you know is on in the, the very you know minute and a half in uh, Revenge of the Sith oh and when Leia's brought to, uh, yeah. to the Organa household yeah that's yeah, true that's the uh, architecture is so beautiful I mean Wants to see how they would do this in a in a in in in, in an actual movie on the silver screen to be able to see what would, what did Alderaan look like? I mean, she talks about in that um, second episode of that NPR drama how she decided to take she, she she didn't come with guards back to the palace where she was. She decided to take a long route and go through like forests or or the countryside. Which makes you believe, like, and she's saying, like, it, it clears my mind, and, uh, and, and he's, Bill's concerned, he's like, you know, did you draw attention to yourself? And she's like, well, people probably knew who I was, but they probably didn't want to bother me. Which is such an interesting way to wonder how did this old Iranian society operate? Because they seem like such incredibly, incredibly peaceful people. And for, and for for Tarkin to choose that as 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 the site for the test of Death Star really shows the maniacal nature of this madman. Well, yeah, I mean, he also, I mean, they, it, it also, I mean, it definitely shows how uh, they attack, you know, the Empire, you know, I mean, everything they wear is gray, gray or black. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yep. So they're not exactly uh, into beauty. 
No, they're not. So he picks the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful, oldest inhabited planets, and he destroys it. It's funny too. So he's making they, a statement that, like, you know, the Empire and and their gray and their militaristic kind of view of reality is uh, more important and more powerful than uh, the, than beauty. That or aesthetic, even yeah. that you can take that even further because in that yeah. episode too, we could talk about this. Maybe we do an episode about this. Yeah, is that Leia's being courted by one of the Imperial officers uh-huh. in that episode, uh-huh. and he comes down to Alderaan to have a a a chat because her father wants to like find out more about this secret weapons. Thing that they're that, that the empire is building, so he invites him to come and have dinner with her, with him and Leia. And Leia is just so turned off by this guy. She, she, she she's she's just mortified, but she tries to play the part as like you know the the the, the naive princess. The naive princess. And one of the things he comes down to the planet, in addition to to court Princess Leia, he talks about. She's like, well, what are you going to do with your time here on Alderaan? And he's like, I plan to take part in the hunting. And She's like, and he's like, hunting. You know, hunt, we don't do hunting on Aldrin. He goes, oh come on! I just heard you're gonna, you're gonna be uh, thinning out the herd. And, and he says, look, look, we're 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 culling the the, the animals who are not gonna be able to make it through the, the harsh winter or something. And they're 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 doing it as sort of like a way to 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 protect the environment or protect the wildlife. Sure, it's not something they want to do, but for somebody to come to them and to say like, you know, that. His pastime is going to like you know slaughter slaughter defenseless animals. Is 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 really turns Leia off. So that even I think it adds to your argument of this. They're black. They're gray. They're they have absolutely no sense of love of the arts, love of nature, which I think Alderaan is 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 supposed to be known for. Yeah. But it's a uh, it's an interesting episode, and hopefully we can be, take some time oh, to, be able to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to do that. In, in addition to that, we also have our uh, prequels, which we want to like uh, do our commentaries about for, which can lead us right to Rogue One as well. I mean, yeah, it sounds great. We got to do it. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Well, this is us here at the uh, the Comic Con here. Um, a lot of fun, having and uh, we're having a great time here. Keep a, keep your, uh, your your podcast channels open to us because we have a whole lot of other podcasts coming to you in the coming months, especially with the lead up to Rogue One. Hope to have more artists on our on our uh, podcast, more interviews, more Star Wars people that we can chat with, and uh, hopefully a whole lot more. So for all of us here at the podcast, I'm Mark. I'm Dan. And you have been traveling to Chocolate Waste. Must be a mile deep And through all that compost Vegetation is spare Vegetation is spare Even
faithful 